Welcome to the Harmony Church Podcast. For more information on service times, any upcoming events, or joining a life group, please check out our website, harmonychurch.nz. We really hope this week's podcast blesses you. It's wonderful to be with a giant slayer. And as we are having communion with you, we are being pulled up as giant slayers. So we honor you. Let's all stand together and let's honor in Christchurch, Harmony Church, life in Christchurch, New Zealand. Catherine Bruinala. Hallelujah. Hello, friends. It's lovely to see you. Hello, everybody. Praise the Lord. What a privilege to be able to gather together in his name. What a joy. What a delight. It's lovely. I see also I've got our friends from Australia visiting. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, you're still here. I haven't even got enough yet. Praise God. Well, you know, we are living in such actually glorious times. Arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And we have the opportunity to be Uh, Like the Moravians were on the boat when Wesley saw them in the middle of the storm. You know, they were coming, they were on a boat and there was a storm that was so bad that everyone thought they were going to die, all the sailors. Wesley was there and he thought he was going to die, but he was overwhelmed by this bunch of Moravians with their little kids, their wives, worshipping God, unafraid, full of supernatural peace. And we have that opportunity in this hour to fix our eyes on him. Whose mind is stayed on him, he will keep in perfect peace. Hallelujah. So we've got to be careful not to give in to the noise that's going on around and let our minds be filled with those distractions, but instead fix our eyes on him. God is moving. And if you will turn aside and give your attention to what the Lord is doing, God will give you more. I shared on Friday night that, you know, even just a a little, little nudge, a little tug, a little song in your heart starting to brew. If you will give your attention to that and recognize that God is pulling you, he will give you more. Hallelujah. Like Moses, when he turned aside and saw the bush that was burning, when the Lord saw that he turned aside, he spoke to him out of the bush. God has much more for us if we will recognize the beginnings of what God is doing. The enemy would love to try and shut it all down and to get you to buy into the drama. But the Lord himself sits in heaven and he laughs knowing that he has a great plan and that revival is breaking out all over the earth. Hallelujah. So we give you glory, God. I, um, I want to share with you today something that I think is really going to encourage you. Um, but before I do that, I, I was prompted, the Lord had been speaking to me last night about Numbers chapter 6, and Gideon shared that beautiful blessing uh, at the end of the last service. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Yevareka God and I, Vishmareka. The magnificent uh, priestly prayer that was given, the Aaronic blessing in Numbers chapter 6. And I have a very good friend, Warren Marcus, who wrote a beautiful book about it. I, uh, I endorsed his book because when we were in Israel together, we were both so passionate about this, <laughs> Numbers 6. And um, he, he's a Messianic Jew, and he was 
telling me about the the actual meanings, the Hebrew meanings of these words and the the pictures of these these words in the Hebrew letters. And he was saying when the, when the when they say the Lord bless you, it's a picture of someone getting down to your level to give you a gift. And isn't that what God did? He humbled himself as a man to bless us. And so picture yourself getting down and opening your heart and opening your hands to receive the blessing of the Lord. The Lord bless you. And then keep you is a picture of actually having his arms put around you. So he comes to bless you and to keep you, surround you and give you an embrace. The Lord uh, bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you. And then can you imagine him picking up your face to smile at you? You can't help it when someone's smiling at you. It's like, have you ever seen a parent do that with a baby? Like, hey, he's so cute, he's so cute. And finally the baby goes, <laughs> that's God's unrelenting, shining face. I love you. Your face is lovely. Your voice is sweet. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. I heard this once that... Um, Rabbis were trying to have a discussion about how could God, who is most high, lift up his face upon anybody? How can that be? And then as they were having this discussion, uh, the door opened and one of the rabbi's two-year-old sons ran in. And instinctively, the rabbi just grabbed him and picked him up and went, oh, my son, my son. And all the rabbis went, oh, that's the picture. It's actually the picture in the Hebrew letters. It's him lifting us up. Can you imagine God lifting you up and make his face shine? He lift up his countenance upon you. He's saying, oh, I celebrate you. Greater works than even I did when I walked the earth you're going to do. That's actually better than you're responding to. <laughs> and give you shalom, perfect peace. It's an invitation waiting for your response. If you'll just take some time to go and have God's cuddle, let him make his face shine on you, lift up his countenance upon you, breathe hope into your heart. He will keep you in perfect peace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's why I am looking forward to the release of my new book. Uh, it comes out on Wednesday on Amazon. You can pre-order it already. Supernatural Freedom, How to Live in Genuine Supernatural Peace. Hallelujah. Supernatural Joy. And, um, and I thank Gideon. He was a great blessing and a help to me. Hallelujah. All right. Have you got your Bibles? I love the Word of God. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 12. Return to the stronghold. You prisoners of hope, even today I declare that I will restore double to you. Prisoners of hope. I just think this is such a magnificent verse. You know, when everything got difficult, when the disciples were being challenged about eating his body and drinking his flesh and everyone was leaving there saying, I can't understand this. Jesus said, are you guys going to go too? And Peter says this. Where else am I going to go? You alone have the words of life. That's what it looks like to be a prisoner of hope. It's like, well, I've got two choices here. I can either despair 
sure I can stay with the one who is hope. You are my hope. And God is asking us to run into the stronghold because he knows in your heart you have believed and you have a hope that just won't die. The enemy's inviting you into self-pity and despair and to give up and to curse God, but something in you just says, Oh, God, give up. You prisoner of hope, come running into his arms because God has a promise for you. Not only is he going to take care of it, he's going to restore double for your trouble. Hallelujah. Let me show you in Isaiah 61. Hallelujah. He's a good, good father. I love the whole chapter, Isaiah 61. Delicious. And it's a promise for Christ that's also spoken over you. So you can declare it over yourself. You are a co-heir with Christ. Hallelujah. It's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. As he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. We reckon ourselves dead indeed to sin, alive to God in Christ. Hooray. Thank you, God. I'm a new creation. I'm free from sin. I am I'm cleansed, I'm made whole, and I'm a co-heir with Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore, this passage relates to me too, is a promise for me. The Spirit of the Sovereign God is upon me because he has anointed me. Oh, hooray. I think I'm happier than you. Hooray! He's anointed me to preach good news to the captives. Hallelujah. Verse 3, to console those who mourn in Zion. Do you know you're anointed to do that? The comfort that you receive from the Holy Spirit, you can comfort many others. Hallelujah. The oil of joy, to give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Verse 7, I'll read it from the Amplified, says this, Instead of your former shame, you shall have a twofold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach, your people shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double what they'd forfeited. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Now, what you do need to know about this is this passage was written to people who'd brought this trouble on themselves. They deserved the mess they were in. But God says, and I love it, he goes on to say, For I, the Lord, love justice. God's idea of justice is to give you what you don't deserve. That is his idea of justice. That Sin has a penalty. And I'm going to send my son to pay the full price so that I can do what I've always wanted to do. And that is lavish my love to bless them, to give them double for their trouble. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is why it's called good news. It's really good. Hooray. Praise the Lord. You don't have to pay for your sin. Not emotionally, not physically, not spiritually. If you will give him your sin, your shame, your pain, your disgrace, he will give you his righteousness, double favor, double honor, hallelujah, double recompense. 
is why it really upset the religious people. Because that does not seem fair by human standards. But justice, according to God, is that Christ himself would bear the penalty, would take the judgment so that you could be made free. Hallelujah. Instead of your former shame, you should have a twofold recompense. So I look at it like this. In Australia, I can't spend Kiwi currency. Do you guys still use cash? Sometimes. I travel around and I get money in my pocket and I, I can't figure out what's what. Like seriously, Korean money and Mexican money. It's like a thousand, million, hundred thousand. Like what's this worth? You know, five dollars. Like what is this? You know, and I've got currency. I've got coins. But I cannot spend it in Australia. So what I have to do, if I want that not just to weigh me down and clutter up my purse, is I have to bring it to the exchange table. I have to go to one of those little booths that say currency exchange. And I hand over the foreign currency and I get, according to the exchange rate, the currency of the new country, the kingdom. Hallelujah. So... When it comes to shame, pain, disgrace, ashes, heaviness, anything that is foreign to the kingdom of God that isn't found in heaven, anything, pain, difficulty, heaviness, mourning, sadness, sickness, loss, that's foreign currency and it's worth something. You see, it's not something for you just to get over and bear. God says, it's worth something. Bring it to the exchange table. If you've got some ashes, don't just ignore it and bear it and carry it around as your burden. Bring it to the exchange table and I will give you in exchange for the divine exchange rate of heaven, double for your trouble. So give me your ashes, push it across the table, and I will give you double in exchange. Give me your disgrace, and I will give you double honor in the very area where you were disgraced. Give me your sin. I'll give you my righteousness. Give me your sickness. I'll give you divine health. This is the gospel. And it is not some fairy tale. It's an invitation waiting for our response. Hallelujah. He says this, the oil of joy instead of mourning. Beauty instead of ashes. For your ashes, I'll give you beauty. For your heaviness... I will give you the spirit of praise. Hallelujah. So if you can identify anything that looks like ashes, mourning, heaviness, disgrace, whether you've brought it on yourself or not, pain, dishonor, 
anything that is foreign, God wants to give you double for your trouble. Hallelujah. I practice this really intentionally and very deliberately. So I've had situations where um, people have tried to dishonor me and I felt really dishonored. You know, someone made a video about me once that, hey, you know, she seems like a nice woman, but don't be deceived. She's a woman. And I'm like, I can't fix that. And I thought about, oh, if only they knew my heart, you know. And, uh, but the reality is, like my mentor always used to tell me, your friends don't need an explanation and your enemies are never going to accept one. So Tom didn't let me keep watching the video. Praise the Lord. He says, why are you watching that? Stop it. Because I was only watching to give an answer that wouldn't have gone anywhere but developed into an argument and given him more of a platform. So I had to... So instead, we decided that feels like disgrace. That feels like dishonor. That's worth something. This was many, many years ago. So we went, okay, we're going to sell it. God, this is disgrace on the internet and in the media. So God... Double. We want double for our trouble. We want double favor, double honor on the internet, double honor in the media. Thank you for it, Lord. And then we got happy. Sing, O Baron, you who've not born, begin to celebrate, celebrate as though it's already happened. Thank you, God, for double favor in the media. Thank you, Lord, for double favor on the internet. Hooray, that's going to be good. I'm so grateful. I have double favor in the media. I have, I have supernatural favor. I have so much favor. People say, how's that happening for you? And I'll say, it's because my God loves me. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Google me now. We have, we're now on television in 200 different countries. We now have people giving us free airtime where it just doesn't happen. Hallelujah. And I don't boast and say that's got anything to do with how good I am. I'm telling you it's the goodness of God and the divine exchange rate of heaven. Hallelujah. If you've had disappointment... Well, it's worth something. You don't just have to get over it. I would exchange it. I have learned not to waste a single tear because they hurt. That's painful. So I'm not going to just bear it. I'm going to exchange it. When my eldest daughter was away from the Lord, I broke, broke me. I cried every day for a year, every second day for the next year, every week for the next year and I don't cry easily and my heart was broken but I was a prisoner of hope where else are you going to go so your word says so I held on to hope and I kept sowing the pain I kept sowing the pain during that three or four year period I had Hundreds of young people her age come into our church and start calling me mama. The demographic shifted from about 60% over 45 to about 75, 80% under 35. Double. And then, hallelujah, then she came back 
And now she wants me to do my conferences in school holidays because she's teaching at a Christian school and wants to come and do conferences with me. Hallelujah. Wants to write a book with me. Wants to spend her time off with me. Double. You prisoner of hope, while there is life in your body, you have a choice to either partner with despair or to bring the pain, the shame, the disgrace, the despair, the hopelessness and say, this is worth something. This is going to be good. Hallelujah. I came from a background of abuse and rejection and abandonment, sexual abuse as a child. People could say, well, you know, poor you, you've got a vic- you're a victim. And I could bear it as a victim. Praise God, all right, I'm a victim. Or I can bring it to the table. Well, let me tell you, not only has God supernaturally, sovereignly healed me and set me free, he now uses me all over the world to bring healing and freedom and comfort and hope, hallelujah, to bring deliverance to the captives, praise the Lord. And I tell you, the enemy's got to be sorry he ever tried anything, hallelujah, because what the devil meant for evil, God has turned around for my good, hallelujah. And not just for my good, but for the good of Thousands of other people. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is well able to bring double for your trouble. Amen. He is a faithful, faithful God. Have you got rejection? God says, shake it off. He wants to give you double for your trouble. If um, If you've been struggling with heaviness... Rather than thinking, I can't just shake this depression, I don't know what it is, go, hang on, I know what it is, it's foreign currency. I can feel it, I can see it. (laughs) It's worth something, I'm bringing it to you, I'm giving you my heaviness. There it is, God, and you said you will give me joy. You said you'll give me the garment of praise. So I put it on. I thank you. I have power now to celebrate, to rejoice, to call those things that be not as though they are. Hallelujah. I'm going to celebrate as though it's already happening. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I do it. I, I do happy dances about what I haven't yet got because God is waiting for me to make room in my heart to receive the blessing that he wants to pour out. Not everybody likes that message. They think, oh, no, you'll get people's hopes up. It's called the gospel. It's who Jesus is. He's He's calling you and he says to you, if you've been bitten by the good news of the gospel, you're a prisoner of hope. Where else are you going to go? You know that you know. Oh, I know. I know he is faithful. I know he is faithful. And hope in him will not disappoint. Hallelujah. Father, we say thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your goodness. You are so faithful, Daddy. We give you worship. I want you, if you would, just to lift up your hands to the Lord and say, Father, I bring you the ashes. Have you got anything that looks like foreign currency in your life today? 
pain, shame, disgrace, sickness, disappointment, heaviness, disillusionment, frustration. God likes honest prayers. He doesn't expect you to do or be something you're not. He says, come to me as you are. <laughs> weary and heavy laden, because the more weary and heavy laden you are, the more foreign currency you've got to exchange. Bring it to me. Cast your cares on me. Push it across the table. There it is. There's a bunch of it, God. And receive in exchange the mercy of Christ. Every day I take personal communion like Gideon does. I do it in this... Um, in this little disposable thing because I'm not organized enough to carry all the other stuff with me. But I, I remember the scripture that says, surely he has borne my sorrows. By his stripes I was healed. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. He took my iniquities and my transgressions. And so I take anything that I feel looks like foreign currency in my life and I visualize it going from me and onto the bread, onto his body. Surely you bore my sorrow. So God, I give you my sorrow and I expect and thank you for double recompense. God, I give you my worries. Lord, I've been worried about this. I'm going to ask you, please, Lord, help me. Thank you, Lord. You're my ever-present help. Thank you, Lord. I thank you that you are my helper. Yes, hooray, God. And I push the worry over onto you and onto your body. This bread gets heavy laden every night before I go to sleep. And I unpack all the stuff. You can dump on him. He's quite well capable of handling it. In fact, he enjoys it because the more you've got, the more he's got to give you. Just can't lose. <laughs> you don't have to buy into the lie that you have to clean yourself up before you come to God. Come just as you are. Dump it all on him. Oh, God, this worry, this pain, this mess, ashes, I give it all to you. <laughs> thank you, God, for the exchange table. Ah, oh, hooray. Thank you, Jesus, that you give me healing for my sickness. Hooray. Thank you, God. I put sickness. I see it going out of my body and onto your body. Mm, I do it every day. Hallelujah. And then I eat it. Hooray. Yea, God, you're going to make it all work for my good. I take the cup. You know, people are worried. I take vitamins and stuff, but I tell you, this is the one that's most potent for me. As the blood on the doorposts caused the plagues, the angel of death to pass over the Israelites, the blood of Jesus, the Passover lamb is available for you and I. Run into the stronghold, into the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That it cleanses me, that even if my heart condemns me, he's greater than my heart. <laughs> I can fix my eyes on him, the author and finisher of my faith. My heart for you is that you would push your stuff across the table today. Right now, if you're suffering in your body, I want you to push the sickness across the table and say, God, I give it to you. Here it is. Ready? Push it across. It's yours, God. I give it to you. 
But Father, I thank you for divine exchange right now. I thank you that you give beauty instead of ashes. Healing where there's been sickness. You heal all our diseases. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Lord, I give you pain. I give you fear. I give you distress. I give you sickness. I give you worry. There it is. It's yours. <laughs> Thank you, Father. I don't have to bear it. And I receive in exchange. And begin to tell him what you're receiving in exchange. Thank you, Lord. I receive divine life. I receive supernatural strength. I receive blessing. I receive financial recompense. I receive double honor. Thank you, Daddy. And I thank you that even if I don't feel like I deserve it, you are better than I feel like I deserve. <laughs> Hooray. Thank you, God. You are so truly good in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a wonderful Father. We say thank you, Lord.